You're listening to a podcast from BJSM. Thanks for listening to this BJSM podcast. I'm Karim Khan, the editor of BJSM. And if there's any untoward background noise, it's because I'm recording from a studio in Schiphol Airport. And we've just been meeting with the Dutch sports medicine group who have taken on BJSM as a member benefit. And I'm about to interview... Andy Franklin Miller in the London office and Andy is the director for the Centre for Human Performance Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation and it's great to talk to him in his role as education chair for BASM. Andy, welcome to this podcast. Karim, it's a pleasure to be here. It's uh, very exciting. Great. UKSCM, set of initials that we've seen in the last year or so. Look, absolutely. The, um, this all came about last year when BASM uh, gave me the reins really to uh, to develop a true sort of premier multidisciplinary conference. Um, BASM conferences in the past had really focused on the education of doctors and we really felt that the UK and London really uh, had the ability to run and stage a, a really world-class conference focusing on on really what we all do. We all work in, a, in an interdisciplinary environment and so we integrate with coaches, strength and conditioners, sports scientists as well as our sort of more traditional sports uh, physiotherapists and masseurs, trainers. And we really wanted to, to reflect that in a conference which, which brought the best people from the world to London on an annual basis. And, uh, and we started last year, and really this year, the, uh, the name UKSEM is really starting to stamp itself on the map. Okay, we'll talk about the conference a bit later, but first I want to jump into the July issue of BJSM, which you guest edited. And the deal is that different countries who are member societies guest edit an issue of BJSM. And uh, we've seen the South African one last month. And I'm going to get you to just tell listeners about a couple of papers that are exciting in this month's July BJSM. Well, absolutely. I think the uh, the first one really is is Brian Nuren's paper on the effect of real time gait retraining on on hip kinematics. Um, you know, there's a lot in a lot in uh, the literature at the moment about about knee pain, about hip pain, and we all know the perennial problems with groin pain. And I think his team really out of uh, University of Kentucky have really focused on on an objective means of assessing um, gait and running. And I think the way they've used 3D kinematics, which really um, we, we can look at as a very science research laboratory based um, test. But actually the way they've applied that to patients with patellofemoral pain um, really suggests of its wider use. The, we we know in in sports such as tennis, I mean the media this this week, um, there's a lovely interpretation of how uh, Elena Baltacha's serve has been has been reassessed using 3D kinematics. And you know, look, the the Australians are no no stranger to this. Out of uh, the Australian Institute, have been using it for years. But I think in terms of sports medicine, it's an underused and possibly overlooked means of of assessing our patients. Often looked at as perhaps too complex but I think the team here just by by using a relatively simple interpretation of looking at one joint have found that that with some running re-education some coaching um, of of the means at which you run the way in which people run they can have quite significant impact in um, in by removing that hip adduction and in and replacing it with um, a more inline gait uh, they can significant impact in uh, in pain reduction that's a good mix of science into medicine for sure now what about kelvin giles editorial 
Well, look, Kelvin Giles is an interesting, interesting guy. He uh, he has a long history in sport performance and was director of of athlete performance at the Australian Institute in Canberra before moving on to the the Broncos rugby league team in Australia. His background is that of track and field coach and coached in the Munich Olympics for Great Britain. But he's really written about the underpinning movements behind everything that we do, the ability to squat, to stand, to hop, to jump. And really, if we take a look at, at whatever sport we do, if it's, if it's mobile, whether it's a team sport or, or an individual sport, these basic fundamentals are, are vital. And we know that when we look at rehabilitation, that we have to go back to basics to rehabilitate those very simple manoeuvres. But actually, he takes a, takes a unique approach there, looking at the, the prospect of looking at it. And so is really appealing to coaches that this needs to become integral and part of everyday training. And we've used the term prehabilitation before, but actually it's not, I don't think it's, that's what he's, what he's getting at. He's actually talking about this just being standard as part of, of, of everyday training and coaching and really getting the coaches to take on some of that responsibility for that, that medical or, or uh, rehabilitation sort of prevention. And getting, getting the whole team involved in injury prevention is fantastic. And I think that's you know, got to be the way to go. I was up at Liverpool Football Club with Peter Bruckner only a couple of weeks ago and watching Darren Burgess, their head of uh, conditioning there, deliver a, a, a session on movement control to, to the first team. And I think uh, that's exactly what Kelvin's talking about, integrating that within, within our daily practice. You want to give us one specific athlete example on that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, so I think in terms of groin in groin pain prevention, I think uh, you know we we know that there's so many factors and forces across the across the hip and the groin that actually there's four groups of muscles. If we focus on stability and the, the stability of the pelvis as they they do simple movement, a single leg squat, a hop, a jump, a turn, uh, we can we can reduce those resultant forces by these simple simple training mechanisms. And look, we've been applying some of that with the the military at Headley Court, and um, and we're using some of the of the tests and parameters that Kelvin Giles recommends in our in our assessment of outcome of patients at Headley Court. And so, what one guy brings to mind who actually was a single leg baloney amputee, who we uh, we looked at, and and clearly in learning to walk and learning to run again, maintaining pelvic stability and and both an anterior and lateral uh, stability in gait is very important and so just even using a simple test such as a single leg squat and getting that glute med glute max control has been very important and being able to help that patient just map his progression through the rehabilitation process he he can also compare himself to to athletes and patients without without any limb loss and so pitch himself up the, at the right level and see where the targets are of where he where he needs to get and actually by using those those movement control targets, he's been able to to get himself back to running much quicker than we would have think we think we would have achieved without him using that that system. Thanks, Andy. And that does flow nicely into the warm up for this month's issue because you talked about those editorials and then you talked about all the speakers that you've got coming for the conference and congratulations on pulling that off. There are a lot of names there that are familiar to me and ones that are exciting and unfamiliar. So why don't you begin with Ross Tucker, who is well known to those in the performance world. Absolutely. Dr. Ross Tucker um, uh, originates from Cape Town in South Africa and, uh, and is currently doing a, a range of work, both in research and, and 
performance. The exciting thing I think we've asked him to do at the conference this year is really give an overview of the advances of sports physiology and sports science in, in 2011 leading up to the conference. He blogs extensively, and uh, and those of you that are familiar with the with the blog will realise that actually the discussions which which emanate from his his initial thoughts really are fascinating, and he's going to distill that for us um, in both a a lecture and also a number of workshops, really focusing down on on performance, on pacing, and also. Um, a little bit into athlete, long-term athlete development and, and talent identification, all of things of which he's doing pretty innovative work in, uh, in Cape Town on. And talent identification is a focus of a conference. Absolutely. I think, you know, look, people have often asked why, why sports medicine uh, overlaps with talent identification and, and are we in, in sort of the physician world uh, really interested in that? Well, I think, look, I think it's a mistake not to be interested in that. Um, many people uh, have said that really we should be focusing our best coaching talent on the developing athlete because picking from a greater pool ultimately has a significant effect on injury prevention. And we're very lucky to have um, Daniel Coyle through the Talent Code and, and Matthew Said, author of Bounce, who both very differing, differing views on, on the talent acquisition and therefore talent ID process. And it'll be very interesting to hear their views, views to compete with the science um, and we've invited Maria, who, who's written an editorial in this, this month's journal, um, to give really the, the fantastic work from Groningen University that uh, they've done in terms of trying to, to give a, an objective measure, which is so difficult to do. But I think Daniel Gall's really going to, uh, to give us a true flavour of, of what he terms the sort of the myelination of, uh, of talent and how that process develops and how we might as sports physicians and and sports medicine professionals influence that 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 is really interesting i'm very much looking forward to that and the book bounce by matthew said be interesting for those who've read outliers by malcolm gladwell so it's going to be fascinating now you mentioned the blog and twitter of course uh ukscm has a an active twitter account so you with that and Craig Duncan's big on Twitter as well so tell us about his role at UKSEM. Well Craig Duncan is um, is head of performance at Sydney Football Club out in Australia um, and we've asked him to come across and talk a little bit about about load monitoring. There's, there's much discussion in the coaching world at the moment about the use of GPS um, and versus other competing systems such as in Motio out there in in the football world. I really should say soccer, given our international audience. Um, and so we've asked, we've asked Craig to come across and really give a flavour of, of developments and advances in, in the accuracy of GPS and monitoring the load of, of players, but in also how that helps individualise the programme and, and fits in with rehabilitation. So the data that they gain from players when, when fit and then how that information is used by the rehabilitation teams when deciding on a return to play, a colleague of his, um, Darren Burgess at Liverpool Football Club, is going to going to continue that discussion in the same session, um, following on about load monitoring in in Premiership soccer in the UK, um, and uh, it will give an interesting contrast between between a much more science based approach and and probably a more coaching led practical approach in the UK. Okay, and I see you've invited Peter Bruckner from Liverpool as well. 
Yes, now this is going to be an exciting discussion. Um, based really much back on the Moneyball approach, editorial John Orchard wrote in the journal in 2009. And, um, and we've assembled Damien Camoli, who's director of football at Liverpool, um, Peter Bruckner, Mary O'Rourke from the, from the GMC, and we've got a couple of football agents um, with us on the stage. And we're really going to have a discussion about, A, how you assemble a world-class team um, from a sports medicine support science basis, um, something which Damien Camoli has, has done very well at Liverpool. But then also look at the contractual issues around signing players and the responsibilities of the medical and support team in that. Um, and also some of the legal ramifications leading up to the Olympic Games with overseas players coming to, to train and to play and, and compete in the UK. And it truly is an international conference. You've got a couple of megastars from North America, Dan Lieberman and Ben O'Neill, come to mind. Tell us about them. Well, we've all seen, uh, those of you that, that, that look at Twitter or, or any of the blogs, that there's enormous interest in, in, I guess we could call it the phenomenon of barefoot running. Really taken off. Um, and this, this is, is really a hot topic. And, and Professor Liebman has done some really very high quality work, really defining the kinematic changes of, of barefoot running. And look, I, I wonder whether or not this, this is the latest fad or whether or not it's stirring up a whole pot of potential injuries that we will all see in our, in our rooms in the coming years. Um, but certainly to take a, to take those those really absolute worldwide experts in in both normal running shod running kinematics um, and barefoot running and put them in the same room for a debate it's really going to be very exciting yeah that's a great thing when you can have some to and fro in the same room and I suspect Ben O'Negan Dan Lieberman haven't been in the same room before so that's going to be great just a couple of other highlights to finish Andy We've looked really outside the box to try and to try and find uh, speakers that we think might add something we wouldn't expect, and we've invited uh, Dr. Dan Siegel um, from Harvard University. He's a consultant psychiatrist and psychologist. He's author of a variety of successful uh, books, the latest of which is is called Mindsight, and and really that book focuses on 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 our own ability to to look at the the control of our emotions and we've asked him to come up with something and, and to talk about how some of his concepts and some of his techniques might benefit both the athlete in terms of performance and and coaches delivering high-end performance but also uh, those involved in the rehabilitation process so it's like a really unique take he's never done it before um, he's spoken in sort of a worldwide stage on on his his techniques of 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 psychiatry and and actually treatment of psychiatric illness with with these techniques and i think it's going to be fascinating to hear uh, to hear his take on on applying that to sport and really delivering a delivering a performance and rehabilitation message on the other other scale of the rehabilitation we've got uh, Shad Forsyth um performance trainer for for Bayern Munich coming across from Germany um and he's part of Perform Better a US stable of rehabilitation uh program which really is is well established in the US but not really as established in the UK and Europe and I think Shad's going to give us a real insight into into how that how they approach rehabilitation with a really sort of quite aggressive approach, um, and how they integrate that as a, as a as an injury prevention program, both in Bayern Munich and, and a lot of the US teams he's worked with, and we're we're very excited by that. Well, I'm keen to sign up, so I'm going to go to the website 
uh, help me out with that? Sure, absolutely. Well, look, I, I think before I, before I say that, Kirim, I think the uh, the exciting thing is we had a meeting yesterday uh, at Excel in the venue, and um, and Azex, our our partner of of employed a company called Imagination. Uh, who are building the exhibition hall and stage sets. The exciting thing about the exhibition, really, is that for the first time we're going to have um, demonstrations by Olympic athletes as workshops, which our delegates can book into at no extra cost. Um, We're going to have a swimming pool, a a 100-metre running track, a fencing salle, and then also a weightlifting, boxing and wrestling mats to show really the Olympic sports that, that are being held at Excel but also that our delegates can get up close and personal with with the athletes. You know, project that onto a large screen. And in our swimming pool, we've got underwater cameras, so we have a biomechanist and a coach can talk people through various strokes um, with those high athletes. But that workshop program will open in the next couple of weeks. But the conference itself, we've got an early bird discount, three hundred pounds for the for the whole conference, um, which runs until the end of uh, end of next month. And as a conference first, we've uh, we've broken down the payments, so uh, that payment process can be spread over six months. So it's six fifty pound instalments, which is all available on the website, um, which makes the conference we think very accessible to the whole range of the team. Um, and we've tried to keep costs to an absolute minimum with our with our sponsor support. Yeah, great job, and we'll make that link available on the podcast. The website is uh, the website is www.uksem.org. And then your Twitter is at UKSEM. That's right, yeah. I'm going to encourage our listeners to follow the BJSM Twitter. That's at BJSM underscore BMJ. And you just give us the dates for that conference again. It's a four-day conference from the 23rd of November to the 26th of November inclusive. Um, just one other thing I probably should mention is that we've we've got a number of other partners. So um, the... Uh, Millis uh, Ministry of Defence are running their rehabilitation conference alongside us. The uh, BOSTA, British um, Orthopaedic Sports Trauma and Arthroscopists, are running a, a program. Um, alongside ACPSM, the physiotherapists, they've got a, a full-day program. Um, so we're really being joined by the whole multidisciplinary team in, in sort of micro-programs as part of the conference as well. And details of that will be on the website very shortly. That's great. And the early bird finishes at the end of July, is that correct? That's right, at the end of July. Andy, that's a very reasonable price for four days of sports medicine, and clearly sponsors have played an important role. Uh, absolutely, uh, Karim. The, uh, we're really excited that ASICS have, have joined us once again as our principal partner for the 2011 and 2012 conference. And they're really engaging with us both in terms of the UK market and also the, the wider European market, and really share the same vision as us as developing the premier interdisciplinary sports medicine performance rehabilitation conference in Europe. But we've also got a number of other sponsors, uh, namely the two that have returned from last year, Max Nutrition, who are the UK's leading sports nutrition company. And they've engaged with us both in terms of of the the speakers for the program in a nutrition section and bringing John Hawley and, and others over from Australia. But then also they work very closely with Informed Sport to ensure that their their products are are tested to try and reduce the the risk of contamination and and certainly have signed an agreement with UK Sport to develop that further. I shouldn't, of course, mention uh, Technogym, who really uh, have worked significantly with ACSM and developed the Exercises Medicine Programme. Last year, they uh, they launched their own booklet in terms of exercise delivery. And this year, we'll further that with a, uh, a community programme and really a consumer message of how this meeting of world experts in exercise medicine can really deliver to those 
um, utmost need of it. And so, look, we couldn't do it without our sponsors. And, uh, and that's how it enabled us to put together this really world-class program. That's great. It, it's a fantastic partnership and very appropriate for the conference. Thanks a lot, Andy, for being on the podcast today. It's a pleasure. And you've been listening to Andy Franklin Miller, who's the director for the Centre for Human Performance, Sports Medicine and Rehabilitation at Headley Court. He's been wearing his hat as the chair of education for BASM. And this BJSM podcast is in a series that is going to be continued. Thanks for listening. For more information about this program and other BMJ Group podcasts, please visit bmj.com.